0: everyone this is chris and you're listening to one cross radio and today we are rejoined by my friend and yours nathan marchand nathan how are you doing today hello one cross radio listeners
1: (laughs) and yes jimmy is here too awesome he's he's basically my uber driver at this point (laughs) because he just built a couple of mechs a few months ago right right shenanigans after they were unveiled That may have involved a robot battle between me, Jimmy, Godzilla, and Kong. So, uh, yeah. But uh, one of them, one is Mechanic Kong Mark II, because he rebuilt that sucker. And then the other one is Uber Mogura, which he fashioned together from the leftover parts from both Moguras. That one I didn't know about until stuff went down. So now we use that one to fly me around when I have to make guest appearances like this. And (laughs) thankfully, because I called you up and I said, hey, where can we park this thing? Yeah. You said, well, there's a dog park not too far away. And let me tell you, as much as I appreciated not having to go through Canadian customs at the airport, we still (laughs) had to get clearance to fly in Canuck space. (laughs) <laughs> and and land this thing. I mean, they had to let everybody know. Get all uh, you get out of here. Get your dogs out of the way. We got a robot coming. <laughs> <Get up. laughs>
0: I, I, I'm just going to put up the friendly rebuttal, sir. Like, like you're saying through Canadian customs. <laughs> Have you ever gone through American customs? <laughs> <laughs> yes i haven't had to so far but. <laughs> oh my goodness dude <laughs> you don't know <laughs> <laughs> i've heard stories trust oh, oh i've heard stories <laughs> it's not even have, a comparison <laughs> I have
1: friends who order action you fi- live in the united states who order action figures from canada and it takes forever for them to get oh yeah get
0: here oh yeah I I went to Urbana, um, the missions conference back in 2012. Ugh, I was at the the border for eight and a half hours from 12:15 tw- uh, or till like 8:45. That was brutal.
1: Well, I will tell you, this is uh, this is actually the first time I have been to Canuckland in <laughs> quite some time. And I- since probably high school and the that was the last time I was here was on a family vacation and we went up into Canada in Detroit, went all yep. the way around Erie, spent a few days in Niagara Falls, went the back around Canada, the falls, Canada. The falls. so mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did spend most of our time on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls because you got the prettier falls.
0: We've got the good falls. Yep, <laughs> it too. <laughs> All right, so uh, today's episode, sir, um, dear listener, we are jumping back into our Unmade series. And there's a reason we're doing this with Nathan, because Nathan is like the foremost knowledgeable kaiju podcaster that I know. And I listen to a couple different kaiju podcasts, and to the other ones, I mean no disrespect. I don't mean to burn y'all. Nathan is also (laughs) the one I know the best. (laughs) so It's it's like, hey, he knows stuff, and... (laughs) <laughs> it's not an awkward time to ask. Did I even ask them <laughs> on this very show? <laughs> this is only what my fourth appearance at this point. I'm your
1: favorite guest. Or at least I'm getting up there. I'm like in your top five at this point. If... Calm down, Jimmy. Okay, I get it. This is your first time on the show. All right, <laughs> I understand. Unless you want to count the watch along. But that was kind of a, a <laughs> cool release thing. But... Sheesh, man. This is, see, see, and here's the funny thing. You got Jimmy here. He's just sitting off to the side while I've got my little portable soundboard here to do all the recording. He's just hanging out over there on the side and, you know, still throwing his snarky remarks at me. Of course I mean, he is. He can't not be a producer. It's just how it oh, works. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes,
1: yeah, so so you, you invited me to come on to talk about these things.
0: Yes, we are looking at unmade. Godzilla movies, yes. which uh, there, there are, are plenty, dear listener.
1: <laughs> there are quite a few because we're talking about about 65 years. No, almost 70 years worth of unmade movies,
0: <laughs> which is bonkers to think about. It like is. that this it franchise is. is that old. Like yes. how many franchises are still active that are that old?
1: I can't think of any. I mean, the closest you could probably get is James Bond.
0: Yeah. Bond and Trek. And both of those were the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else that's been going that long. unless when At least Tornado not of Hollywood 50? or, yeah.
1: uh, or Japan for that matter. I mean, I'm yeah, sure if you start dinking around enough in Mexico, you're going to find, you know, a series of movies by, uh, starring Mexican wrestlers. That is a thing.
0: Or, or the uh or the British soap Coronation Street that's been on for like forever. Yeah, I have no it's, idea when it, it started, but it's been yeah. around forever. They would surprise baits. me if it started as soon as television was a thing. Yes.
2: Um, so
0: actually, <laughs> listeners, let us know in the comments what's the longest, what's the franchise that's got a similar start date to Godzilla that's still ongoing.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: But uh, all that to say, as you're having me on to discuss these things, I have been described as the kaiju scholar, (laughs) which I think some people want to contest. (laughs) I I have one or two podcasters who want to compete with me for that title. That being said, yes, but I also have to give credit where credit is due. Most of my research on this subject comes from my dear friend, John LeMay, who is a a gentleman and a scholar, I must say. Uh, I love John. I've been personal friends with him for several years now. He's been on several episodes of my show. Interestingly, he is one of, I think, maybe... I'll be generous to say five people not in the world, in the multiverse who like King Kong Lives, unironically. So... Wow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had him on the show to defend it because I'm like, yeah. it's not good! But, <laughs> but anyway, so I, my information any with is... any him and
0: James LeMay? I don't know. Okay, okay. Just because there's a uh, terrific... Actually, no, there wouldn't be. I'm, uh, James LeMay is a Canadian artist. All right, never mind.
1: <laughs> you can cut this. but,
0: <laughs> but no. no. Shout out to the, James LeMay. He's huh?
1: awesome. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, owe him a debt because I have been pulling from a couple of his books to compile this list for you. One is uh, the big book of Japanese giant monster movies, The Lost Films which just has had a new updated edition that is massive, showing you right now. Yeah, see? You can't see a, it, but this that's is a it. a
0: thick beach of boy.
1: Yeah, it's a big boy. <laughs> this is almost as big as Godzilla's thighs. But anyway, and uh, this is the new mutated edition. So, and then also he repackaged some of it with us different focus in another mm-hmm. book that he just put out called writing giant monsters, which I'm actually really excited to dive into more because I'm a writer and I love learning about the writing process for all of these films.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I thought I had something, but my brain farted. So there that went. <laughs> uh, and I, you definitely did do so much research on this and you, you were telling me along the way, and that's like, that's awesome with me. I didn't have much access. So I was hitting uh, some YouTube videos um, and then also WikiZilla and Gojipedia. And oh, those yeah. are, those have been tidied up because at one point. Oh, there was so eight, much. Oh yeah. Well, there was the Wiki long room. Is,
1: is totally legit now. A few year, uh, a few years ago, it was a bit of a joke. Now it's seriously yeah. legit. Well, been, uh, the guys, uh, I know a couple of the guys that I've, talked with them on occasion at some cons and stuff, and they have been working really hard to improve that website.
0: Well, how, for a long time, there was under the unmade section, the uh, the rumored uh, Godzilla versus the devil or Godzilla versus Satan. Which
1: is something that we will discuss today. <laughs> oh, wow, there we go. <laughs>
0: because that is a thing that wanted to exist. <laughs> right, right. All right, so um, why don't we dive in? Would you like to kick us off, or should I, will I will kick it? us
1: off, especially right. since it's the second item on this list. Have fun, because it's wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm that. Second that one, I'm just that second one on this list is one of the most famous and the wildest in the bunch. But now, the first one I have on here, I will admit it's a little bit of a cheat. It was codenamed Project G, but mm. it also went by the title The Beast from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> Wearing its influences <laughs> on
2: its theme,
1: but basically this was the first draft of the original 1954 film that was put together by Japanese novelist Shigeru Toyama.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Great so it is
0: what? Great pronunciation on that name, I, too. I work
1: with Japanese guys every day on Monster Island. I hope yeah. I'm getting this down. I'm still the dirty, dirty American there. But <laughs> well, not the only one. Actually, there's a few others. but
0: <laughs> The only time I've ever been satisfied with my pronunciation of Japanese names yeah. was on the recent... Grave uh, of the Fireflies episodes, I which episode is. did,
1: best I have not listened to it yet, mostly because I have yet to see Grave of the Fireflies. And it I'm also
0: gonna... just dropped today, and it's spoilerific. So. That's the reason
1: I've avoided it because I don't yeah. want. It. But anyway, so yeah. to get into the details of this unmade film, that it has the same main cast of characters, but the story's a bit different, and also from what John was saying in his book, it's a bit spookier. So, Emiko, mm-hmm. though who's the, one of the main characters who's in the original film, is more proactive in this version. And Dr. Yamane is more eccentric, and he's really depressed. In fact, he wears a cape and only comes out at night in this draft.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Godzilla at different points. During this process, he wasn't the fictional – well, let me start that over. He wasn't the dinosaur that we all know and love. He was actually at one point going to be a walking whale, (laughs) a lizard with floppy dog ears, or a giant octopus.
0: I'm picturing some later kaijus. Like I'm picturing King Caesar mixed with (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> mixed with a blue whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll notice a bit of a
1: pattern because Eiji Superiah had this thing for octopuses. They kept <laughs> wanting to show up in everything and he only got it and got them to show up on a few occasions, but he really liked them giant octopuses.
0: It's like him and John Peters with the obsession with we gotta have a giant mechanical spider.
1: <laughs> yes, just about. <laughs> so, what's here's the interesting thing, though. It does have shades of Shin Godzilla with the Japanese government doing nothing until Godzilla comes ashore and causes damage. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, this draft (laughs) where war, its influences on its sleep. It also has some similarities to the Beast in 20,000 Fathoms with Godzilla attacking a lighthouse. And there are scenes. This is interesting. And this almost made it into the final film. Mm -hmm. They actually did Film some shots where this happened, but they ended up getting cut. There are scenes of Godzilla eating cattle and other monsters. In fact, if you dig around the internet enough and look in the right sources, you will find a photograph of a special effects scene where there's a cow half hanging out of Godzilla's mouth. It's actually really interesting, but they left that out.
0: In a weird way, I'm kind of glad that they did Um, The other monsters Especially, just because Don't get me wrong, the other kaiju Play an important part Of Godzilla But in that first film I like that he's uh, Like, it's Solo
1: Well, if I remember right, when I wrote down Other monsters, it's it's just smaller treats that he's Eating, they're not really the focus They're just there to get eaten Oh, kind okay, okay, of the okay. the mega neuron or mega nulon however you want to say it, in Rodan, you know the the right. bugs that you see at the beginning. They're like, oh my gosh, these are terrifying. And then later, guess what? They're just snacks. <laughs>
0: right. For Rodan. I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the sea lice thing almost from, uh, from Godzilla. Return of Godzilla.
1: Uh, Return of Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. Certain extent. Which those will start showing up in a lot of these drafts as we go too.
0: <laughs> yep. Because it's gotta be sea lice.
1: Mm-hmm. um so basically that's really all there is to say it's just it's the first draft a lot of stuff got kept a lot of stuff got refined obviously dr yamane was mm-hmm. more of a wizened scientist he was less eccentric he didn't wear the cape i think a lot of this stuff probably would have i think it would have detracted from the sort of movie i think they wanted to make it would have made it too pulpy i think and i don't think it would have become the classic that it is because it needed to be more grounded
0: oh yeah well some of this stuff as i'm reading it it's uh it reminds me of they've released it they released it in the novel i think but then also in a a trade paperback comic uh the original screenplay that lucas did for star wars and it's so different where it's like it's crazy interesting but at the same point you're like This wouldn't work. Like, we would Uh, not be uh, where we are. I would be curious
1: to actually read the screenplay itself. I've read the comic book series that was inspired by it, and the comic book series was weird enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just those differences. So this is something, like, just because we're talking on Maid, I'd be curious to see this, if they ever, like, I doubt Toho would do it um, unless they lean in on the uh, like, hey, let's just because they're going into a Godzilla, like a Godzillaverse verse or whatever they're calling it. And at points, yeah, they're I like, hey, once, yeah, like once a year, twice a year, we're going to get something out. It's like, hey, drop this, drop this on a streaming service on a DVD or drop it in a comic book form. Just be like, let's see what this. Almost the Else worlds stories kind of thing i am you know, yeah, those. I, I
1: wouldn't be opposed to this existing but but kind of like the like the star wars you know, the the uh, the dark horse yeah. comic with the star wars movie put it out there so people can see what could have been acknowledging the fact that this is
0: not as good <laughs> oh yeah no <laughs> like could you picture like a, a walking whale Nah. Well, that
1: actually goes back to the fact that the Japanese name for Godzilla is Gojira, which yeah. is a portmanteau of the Japanese words for whale and gorilla. So mm-hmm. some people will kind of it, translate the name or transliterate the name, I should say, as something like uh, the whale that walks upright like gorilla or something like that or walks like gorilla.
0: I'm just like I'm picturing the amazing uh, Tokyo burning scene and you just got this whale guy trying to hop around on it <laughs> <the, laughs> <and my> breathing <laughs> whale <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like okay, yeah no the, well, the, and, and, the,
1: and honestly if you really want a giant octopus movie just watch it came from beneath the sea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although that one is technically a septipus.
0: What's a septipus?
1: Just because it actually it doesn't have eight legs. That was a mistake on the special effects.
0: Okay. Wait, uh, so how many? Six? Seven? Seven.
1: I think it's gotcha. seven. Although I okay. think okay. I've heard some people say it's actually a sextopus because it has six, not eight. I don't know. I haven't watched that movie since I was in high school. So.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on to the next one, and you are absolutely right. This is incredibly bonkers even by title (laughs) alone (laughs) Uh, yeah
1: and uh, (laughs) i will preface it by saying this is one that actually does exist in some form now i will explain (laughs) this
0: is a bit of a connection
1: to it so continue
0: this as like as you read this you're just like okay this is this screams the sixties. I'm like I'm feeling oh, this like was, I'm getting uh,
1: this was the uh this was right after Godzilla raids again. So we're talking late fifties.
0: Right. I'm just but as I'm reading this, I'm just like I'm getting Batman like the, the Batman series vibes, the TLS <laughs> First vibes. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so listener, uh i I'll, I'll get to reading about it. This is called Bride of Godzilla. Because what? Um, (laughs) With a question mark. That is actually part of the title. (laughs) With a question mark. Yes. Bride of Godzilla. Um, So this was a planned third Godzilla film written by actor and aspiring screenwriter uh, Hideo Unagami. Unagami, thank you. It was so crazy that fans thought it was fake until it was revealed that it was real in 2010. Uh, prehistoric monsters emerge from an underground cavern. Um, You put in your notes like the Hollow Earth, and that's something that keeps cropping back up. Yeah, Um, well, it's
1: in the Monsterverse, for sure. And and there is a small entrance to the Hollow Earth on Monster Island, so... There we go. We we have to keep a close eye on that one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so, So a scientist creates a giant naked... Lady robot, like the naked, Godzilla,
1: as in like a Barbie doll. That makes it even weirder. <laughs> I'm just making sure you understand what we're talking about. Or maybe Ghost in the Shell. Maybe that's another comparison I could
0: use. Like, are, are we talking like uh, um, a Barbie doll that looks like Mechagodzilla almost? Like, no, it's a the woman. pardon. It's an actual. It was an actual woman. Wow. Okay.
1: So it's a lady <laughs> robot. That, it's, right. it's a giant robot Barbie doll. Wow.
0: Okay, so they've got this uh, giant lady robot to fight these monsters and Godzilla. The robot woman's name is Eve. It also has mermaids who <laughs> fight a giant octopus.
2: I told you. <laughs> giant the drugs
0: octopus. were involved in this. <laughs> what? What drugs were involved? In oh no, <laughs> but it must have
1: been good stuff. Um, <laughs> By the way, Tomoyuki Tanaka, one of the big producers at Toho, really up until like the late 90s, like the 40s to the 90s, he loved this script. <laughs> just, he never got is, it made, but I think that w- this was when he's like, I really want to make this one, but he never got it made.
0: I, I want this because of how absurd it is. but <laughs> Well,
1: uh, you kind, you do kind of get it now. So continue. <laughs>
0: um, so another character named Dr. Yanai. Oh, well, you skipped one. <laughs> oh, I did? Oh, right, yeah. Some elements like giant bugs attacking a village made their way into Rodan. Uh-huh. Um, and that's something that we, have like, I know we'll touch upon multiple times. So who kind of does this? And other studios have as well. Where it's like, okay, this didn't get made, but there was a part of it that we really wanted, so we'll we'll get it in. Yeah, like there's a lot of out, that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it's a giant spider showing up in a terrible Wild Wild West movie maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Oh, that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so another character, Doctor Yanai. Yanai is a Christian. His wife, Rico was Sheeta's little flame. Sheeta and Eve, is
1: the scientist who made the robot.
0: Gotcha. And Eve is built in her image. Yeah, and a, his
1: wife is Sheeta's ex-girlfriend. Oh my
0: gosh. Um, there's also a robot daughter <laughs> nicknamed Robusume by fans um, that looks like her. Rico's consciousness is transferred, in, transferred into the giant robot which has the daughter's face. I'm getting the ends of Biolante vibes from this. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I think they were going for Dr. Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, no, no. It, it's just every once in a while, I'll see something, I'm like, they're friggin' vibing for Biollante on this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yep, yeah, there's Dr. Frankenstein comparisons. Godzilla is described as smiling at one point. <laughs> um, what? The bride then breaks. Yeah,
1: I, I, I should have mentioned this. They brought Angorus back for this one. They wanted to.
0: Yeah, and uh, there's a, is, there's and an
1: entire uh, underground world when we're talking about the Hollow Earth caver thing. It's it's like it's very Jules Vernean. Well, no, Angarus, <laughs> I should say.
0: Um, the bride banks a breaks Angorus's jaw and rips out his throat <laughs> and swings Godzilla around by the tail. Okay. Here's where it gets
1: really weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Godzilla then falls in love with her When his ray doesn't hurt her Um, Dr. Shida says a wedding is imminent Because it is the foreplay of love to be beaten
1: So there you go fellas
0: There Um,
1: there you go (laughs) Way to a woman's heart. Let her beat you up. (laughs) There you go.
2: Don't do that.
1: (laughs) You have to fall in love with a woman you can't beat in a fight. That's what you need to
0: do. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Don't take love tips from this movie. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Um, It ends with Godzilla and the Bride going back to the Hollow Earth, where she detonates an H bomb inside her, destroying. The Hollow Earth, um, and presumably Godzilla inside. Yes. Um, too expensive. Oh, that's Namba, why it
1: didn't get made. It didn't get made because it would have been way too expensive to do. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. As you're reading this, you're like, what is this? Uh, it was adapted into an audio drama on Kaijusaurus, and your friend Denny Damana voiced Dr. Sheeta.
1: That's what I said. So there are a few of these that have been picked up and they now exist in some form and in this case it was the the Kaiju Saurus podcast which is if i remember correctly is based in Scotland <laughs> and the, they took three <laughs> of these movies and made them into basically like 30 40 minute audio dramas and this was the this was the third of the three that they made and yes my friend Danny Demana got on it as Dr Sheeta. And I actually did ask them if I could audition, but I don't think they got my message. So <laughs> I
0: um, this might be the most bonkers thing I've ever read. <laughs> not not, uh, not please, but it's up there. Uh,
1: this is just a taste of what's to come, my friend. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That is that is probably at least in the top five. Of zaniest ones, but there's still more to come.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. it's but This I, is the, the first time I've read it all in one go. Like, I've been aware of it, and I've been aware of bits and pieces of it. But all of it together, I'm like, what is this? My brain hurts. <laughs> yes. And the weird thing is, I want to watch it. <laughs> I do. Listen to the
1: audio drama. Listen to the audio drama. It's very entertaining.
0: And before we move on, just because we shouted out this audio drama, uh, these two aren't related to what we're talking about, but they're excellent audio dramas. Uh, I got to shout out the Carl Dutton podcast. If you look up on uh, Spotify, uh, I believe they're on other podcatchers as well, most others, if not all. But I found all the episodes specifically through Spotify uh, his X-Men the anim- his X-Men audio drama is I've listened fantastic.
1: to a few times of that it's actually really good.
0: And the the Power Rangers audio drama he does is my favorite Power Rangers thing going right now. Like um,
1: it's just finished season one of that.
0: It's phenomenal. Or mm. more phenomenal in because <laughs> you have to. <laughs> but yes. yeah, uh, listeners, if you're a fan of either of those Check those out. Just a, a little content warning. There are some things that they do, uh, and it happens with Power Rangers, because also, I mean, it's uh, they're high school students, and they don't idealize them as, like, paragons of virtue. Um, well, uh,
1: I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on your show, but Scorpina be horny.
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> Scorpina be be bad.
2: Uh,
0: and <laughs> there, there's... Um, I'll do a little teaser for you. There's something coming in, in the season two kickoff where you're like, what? <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Okay. Um, so the next, this next one is a little bit
1: interesting. The this is the volcano monsters. This was technically going to be an American film, believe it or not. This was an American film. Well, okay, let me start that over. You can cut this well,
0: out. Sure. I was also gonna actually I'll wait till you're you're going in, so.
1: Okay. <coughs> this would eventually became the dubbed version of Godzilla Raids Again. It was made and it was made by the same studio that imported that film, which by the way, listeners, if you don't know, Godzilla Raids Again is the second Godzilla film. It was made and released within a year of the original.
0: Yeah, yeah. Much like uh, Son of Kong was, where they're like, oh, money! <laughs> yeah! Put it out there! So,
1: <laughs> it was written by a guy named Ib Melchior, I hope I said that correctly, who went on to write Reptilicus. <laughs> Shout out to my PA, my MIFV MAX member, Damon, who was just on a recent episode of my show. He loves Reptilicus, but... Wow. Reptilicus. (laughs) So Godzilla and Angerus, because those were the monsters in Godzilla Raids again. They are basically what this would have done is it would have taken the monster footage from the original movie with a little bit of new stuff. And then they would have made a whole other story around it with brand new characters. And they, but and they weren't going to be oh, Godzilla sorry. and Anguirus. They were just going to be a T-Rex and an Ankylosaur wrecking San Francisco's Chinatown. By the way, San Francisco is going to show up a lot in these as well, just so you know. And, and here's the interesting news. thing. The suits <laughs> from that movie were sent overseas to California for them to use. Because they were going to film a few new scenes with those suits. And the uh, the story features an old scientist, his beautiful assistant, and a jerk soldier hero named Steve McBain. <laughs> yes, McBain! <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about my muscles? They, they, my muscles are happy that they know you are talking about me. <laughs>
0: Upon closer inspection, these are loafers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah.
1: laughs> and the funny thing is, that is about... That is about as true to form... I don't want to call it stereotypical or cliche, but that is as trope-tastic as you can get with these things. So much so that I have (laughs) co-written a kaiju novella that uses that exact same setup of characters (laughs) plus a few more. But yeah, so... Just think about that. Godzilla would have just been a T-Rex, and Angerus just would have been an Ankylosaur. I'm a little more willing to believe that Angerus can just be an Ankylosaur, because that's basically what he is. But Godzilla is some bizarre new species of (laughs) T-Rex. Because he can breathe fire, and he has giant spines on his back. What were they thinking?
0: (laughs) Well, and then the... uh, So... This one came up in some of the videos I was watching uh, and as I was reading about it. So the the studio that was going to make this went bankrupt. <laughs> and then they also lost the suits. <laughs> yep. And part of this also, um, I mentioned this on a, a recent Solo Quick Thoughts podcast. I just can't remember the name of it. But there was one podcast where some people were saying like, uh, maybe Godzilla shouldn't be made by an Amer like made by America. Cause it's not their story. It doesn't impact. And they were, they were pointing to the 2014 version as like, they, they don't want to take the blame for the atomic bombings and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm like, well, one, that movie wasn't passing the buck. They had established in that movie, like Godzilla had existed for a long time. It's not like the 1998 one where it's like, Oh no, it was France instead. Um, uh, Freedom Prize and such. Um, but
1: in there, uh, okay, this will be the one. This will be one of the few defenses I will make of that movie. In their defense, there were French nuclear tests in the mid '90s that were making some headlines at the time. That's and France is technically a nuclear power, so no, no, that's that,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Um, also, Philippe Roche, one of the well, only well, thing in movie. So, well, I was going to say uh, the French roast. Uh, I mean. Uh, I'll defend Jean Reno and Hank Azaria in, those, in that movie. Uh, how many years are we at now? Over 20 years later? I still want that spinoff. I want that spinoff with those two. Just That's so coming me- <laughs> up. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the other thing is, uh, like, where I was going with this is when I heard that and I mentioned it on the previous episode, my rebuttal to that is, like, Toho from day one has been open to – and wanting America to embrace this and other like other countries to embrace this. Um this one in particular, like why they were fine with sending the suits in the adaptation was Godzilla was not he he was not what he is today. Uh he was not even what he was at the height of the sh- of the Shawa era yet. Um like he Showa. was known Showa. He was known See, Jimmy's <laughs> correcting you too. But <laughs> like he doesn't. Was- he was known in Japan, but not really anywhere else. And if he was known, it was minorly because of the like the the bad dub, King of the <laughs> like King of the Monsters. So even then, like we're seeing throughout history, this this willingness for other people later, they might be a little more guarded because
2: of bad versions. But
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is. History shows again and again how nature points up the folly of men. Is that? Is that
0: <laughs> Maybe the folly of the states trying to adapt Godzilla. <laughs> yes, but uh, eventually got it. But I, I, did
1: but it I well. will. I will also say if you watch this dubbed version of Godzilla rates again.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's not, not great. No, it's it's all it's
1: awful. kind of terrible, but it's <laughs> seriously terrible. But it is noteworthy for being one of George DeKay's first acting gigs. Right. And also, it has the guy who voices Yogi Bear. So. <laughs> and they replace footage of the original movie with some long lost, bizarre documentary that tried using hilariously bad special effects to illustrate oh basically the process of creation. That in the commentary, if you get the classic media DVD, the guy, when he was uh, when he got to that point, said that it, it was a documentary on unintelligent design.
2: <laughs>
0: Which well, sums up this ver- <laughs> this movie. Kind of. Awesome.
1: But uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll move on to the next one. And yeah. uh, this one is timely. I actually had John come on my show to talk about this for a little bit, yeah. but
0: it's really timely now. Oh, I know, right? Because it's uh, later this month. Uh, so this one is called Continuation, King Kong versus Godzilla.
2: So,
1: anyway, yes, they were going to have a rematch back in the 60s because yes. Toho's like, we got the Kong license for five years. What can we do? And they're also like, holy frick, this... He sold so many tickets and made us so much money. Where's
0: that sequel? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, dear listener, um, at this point, like it, it's become co- fairly common knowledge, especially with uh, Godzilla versus Kong coming up. But uh, you know what? Some of you might not know. So, in the sixties, sixty-three, uh, there was the original King Kong versus Godzilla. 62. 62 right it got released At in north america
1: 63
0: 63 yeah and i recently was able to watch the japanese original for the first time and substantially better um it is <laughs> and uh so that one is i'll say i i enjoy it a lot but it's also very much a product of its time there is it, stuff you will not ever see again and rightfully so like giving kids cigarettes or something like that um but i think
1: that was actually i think there was that was part of the satire because that's yeah. is that a, the japanese version of the original movie is very much a satire and i think that
0: was part of it <laughs> well and also it's it's also very it's weird how timely that that satire was right like that the desperation for ratings and doing whatever you yeah, can. It's because like, that huh, was
1: that right the, beginning of the Japanese economic miracle when Japan's economy was booming right so they made this movie to satirize all of that And a big part of it was television so because television was a new <laughs> thing at the time and yeah it's it's tremendous if you get a and chance if, watch it if,
0: if they don't somehow re- I'm they're bound to reference it but i'm curious if godzilla vs kong is going to recreate the iconic tree in the throat shot.
1: <laughs> i would love them too although i've heard some other people other people point out and this is actually kind of a funny observation with how ridiculously crazy that warner brothers and legendary are getting with promoting this movie they're like they're doing exactly what the original movie was satirizing <laughs>
2: right
0: (laughs) well this
1: irony is not lost on
2: us
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're still in a pandemic there's money to be made (laughs) um all right so so this sequel includes king kong adopting
1: yeah well let me mention this uh this treatment was written by shinichi sekizawa who was one of the go-to screenwriters or Toho back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. The other one that you'll see this name sometimes too on this list is Takeshi Kimura. I want to point Great. that out. Sekhazov um, wrote this treatment, and he wrote King Kong vs. Godzilla.
0: So, uh, Kong adopt, adopts a, uh, a human baby who survives a plane crash in Africa. He develops a psychic link with him. <laughs> uh, Godzilla's body is... That's just walking. how
1: John was phrasing it, because... Basically, he just follows the baby everywhere.
0: Right, right. Um, this is something we... I, I like this part because this is something that kind of shows up in the next Godzilla movie. Versus really Godzilla, part of it. Which yeah. was written by Sakazawa. <laughs> uh, Godzilla's body is washed ashore in mud and put on display at a theme park. Kong follows the child when he's taken back to Japan. And bowls are reversed because Godzilla is vi- revived to fight Kong. A poison Kong decoy is used on Godzilla, and he enters the final battle by swimming through lava and emerging from the mountain. All right, that would have been awesome. Uh, they fight on Mount Aso and disappear Aso. into a. Pardon?
1: So I think it's Aso.
0: Aso. Uh, they fight on Mount Aso and disappear into a volcano, ending in a tie again. Or actually, no, the last time Kong technically won. Won. Um, I know.
1: I agree. I've given up. I've on that argument. <laughs> oh,
0: it's
2: either I Kai,
0: Kong
1: one. At least you're not buying into the old urban legend that there's two endings. Yeah.
0: But, no. Well, to to me, Toho said like, no Kong one. So I'm like, I gotta go with that. Yeah, now they're
2: saying it's, it's high. <laughs> they can't make. <laughs> um, and
0: then. Yeah, uh, you know that John LeMay uh, thinks some elements carried over into monster And
1: uh, you also missed the part where uh, Kong would have fought a giant scorpion.
0: How'd I miss that? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Which... Would have been epic, but I can tell you right now it would have been very difficult to do because I mean they needed 20 people just to operate the Kumonga puppet in yeah. Son of Godzilla. <laughs> you imagine trying to do a scorpion? Because <laughs> then you have to oh. worry about the tail and the ha- and the claws, and as well as the legs. I, I, I just,
0: so some of the psychic stuff I don't like. I'm not saying they deliberately recycled it for later, but. Some of this psychic connection reminds me of what we're going to get in the uh, Heisei era. Uh,
1: Well, actually, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking we might be seeing something a bit like this in Godzilla versus Kong with that little death girl.
0: Right. Yes. No, no. That, too. Like (laughs) that, I'm like, oh, in the trailer. But then in later Godzilla movies, I'm like, oh, you eventually got a psychic connection. Yeah. Um, all right. So, just so
1: you know, there, there's going to be a special premiere for Godzilla vs. Kong on the island, and little Gia has been invited to the premiere. So
0: nice, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, why don't you kick off the next one, sir? Oh my gosh, we have so many to go. <laughs> I know,
1: but I do want to say I would have actually been very curious to see this, especially with this very new take. Well, not new take, but variation on the Kong story. I would have been very curious mm-hmm. to see that. So. Uh, that's actually one I I kind of would like to see adapted in one form or another. But then we get to Fra- Frankenstein, Frankenstein versus Godzilla. So Frankenstein versus Godzilla. This I'm is sure an I'd also
0: content. like the continuation. I, I'd love to see that in uh,
2: like,
0: uh animated. Do it as an animated cartoon. A comic. comic would be nice, but if you could do it as uh, i I'd love it. Um, all right, back. Anyway, yes, oh, Frankenstein good, versus good. Godzilla. This
1: is an early concept that eventually became Frankenstein Conquers the World. Have you ever seen Frankenstein Conquers the World? I have not. Uh, I, I do recommend it. It's a little hard to track down, unfortunately, but the the, the out-of-print DVD has actually dropped in price. So it's it's only like it's not a pound of flesh. It's more like six ounces, maybe, of flesh, so you can buy it. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, this treatment was by future Star Trek. How much Trek. Is
0: that in smackaroos?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this treatment was by future Star Trek writer Jerry Soule, and the script was going to be by Takeshi Kamara. So we have a young Dr. Bowen, who is a character in Frankenstein Conquers the World, Yes, Jimmy, played by your favorite guy in the world, Nick Adams. (sighs) You and that man crush. You know that guy's dead, right? But anyway. Oh, does it matter? Whatever. So a young Dr. Bowen witnesses the Hiroshima bombing. Frankenstein's heart is seen crawling on the floor leaving a trail like a slug and growing like a fetus. What? It even eats a mouse.
0: Oh my god. Now,
1: just to explain, since you haven't seen Frankenstein Conquers the World, something like this does make it into the movie. Frankenstein, The Frankenstein monster's disembodied heart is at Hiroshima right before the bombing. It does get exposed to radiation. And... Oh. It does actually start to. You don't see it on screen, but it does. Depending on if you watch the dub or the uh, or the sub, the dub says it was eaten by a vagabond child, and then it turns into and then he turned into a monster. While the dub, the subtitled version says that the heart eventually, because of its unusual properties and the radiation, grew a body and went and uh, was this. Ragged child that would be running around Hiroshima twenty years later.
2: Hmm.
1: So, but yeah, that was all off screen. So hmm. none of this craziness. Which I mean, I would have loved to have seen them try to do this. This sounds. Yeah. This honestly sounds quite horrific. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Light break <laughs> Yeah, I t- I mentioned that part, so uh, you can cut this out. Um. Uh, so after he the becomes a man basically he fights the military gotta remember he's not giant size at this point he's maybe nine ten feet tall and then the military releases godzilla from an iceberg kind of forgetting that he hasn't been in an iceberg for a couple of movies but whatever and (laughs) agitates him to get him to fight frankie that's how i put it in my nose fight frankie Mm because frankenstein's on the island and we call him frankie Frankie uh, uh, takes Sueco, who's one of the other characters who does make it into Frankenstein Conquers the World. Oh, crap. I forgot the actress's name because I was going to make a joke with Jimmy, but I can't remember the actress's name. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he takes her captive and protects her like he's King Kong yeah so that's just some of the crazy uh, some of the things that happened in this movie no one is sure why it didn't get made but it was a decision by the american investor because you need a second
0: uh you can keep going i'm just trying to let luna in she just walked up to the the door and okay. just started squeaking <laughs> okay <laughs> hi loons hi Oh, oh
1: yeah. nice doggy, Nice doggy. She,
0: she needs love. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Anyway, because this was one of three movies that was being produced by Henry G. Saperstein, and he was helped investing in it. That uh, So it was one of those three, Frankenstein Conqueror World. The other one's being Invasion of Astro Monster or Monster Zero and War right. of the Gargantulas. So it was the Americans who decided we don't want to do this script. And they wanted to focus more on the Frankenstein boy idea. And they thought having Godzilla in this would distract from it.
0: You know what? that's kind of fair. That's kind of fair. Uh, as I'm like, as you're making this, uh, not you're not making the pitch, but as you're reading the pitch, I'm just kind of like this sounds more like a Frankenstein movie with Godzilla kind of not shoehorned in. He fits in a little bit more than that, but it's the, like, this This ain't a Godzilla movie.
1: Yeah, and when you watch the final film, there is the kaiju Frankenstein, and he got replaced with a brand new monster named Baragon. Right. We call him Barry on the island, <laughs> affectionately. But we have to keep Frankie and Barry separated. They They really don't like each other.
2: Oh, well, that's fair. That's
1: fair.
0: <laughs> and so now we come to a movie where a title got used later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the millennium era. It's like, oh, that title's really good. Let's use it. <laughs> You'll so see it a couple of times, actually. Yep. <laughs> so this one is called Two Godzilla's Exclamation Point. Tokyo SOS Exclamation Point. Yes. So it's an early draft of what became Son of Godzilla. It was written by a woman named Kazue Shiba. Pronounce that so, right.
1: Yeah, pretty much. There, uh, th- I can't remember her name now suddenly, but the, this was funny for years. I did not know about her, uh, and I thought that most of us in the fandom thought that the first woman and at this at that point the only woman to write a Godzilla film was the woman who wrote Terror of Mechagodzilla. Her yeah, name that's, is- that's
0: unfortunately, but that's something that still gets shared as a yeah, as a
1: but apparently. You have her as you read through these notes you'll understand why I think she probably gets overlooked. So
0: that's fair. And also I guess you could be like if you wanted to be a, well the fact is the terror of Mechagodzilla godzilla got me. Um yeah. but anyways.
1: Yes, uh, Jimmy, I, that's the sort of thing you would remind <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> um all right. So Godzilla and the Sun terrorized scientists building a weather control device on an island be- on an island before attacking Tokyo uh, so Chico, that, oh, that's
1: very similar to son of Godzilla <laughs> As that, then, basic, that same basic premise is in son of Godzilla
0: well and that's the that's the thing we're seeing throughout this like if it doesn't get one thing doesn't get picked and put into the movie that it morphed into uh, if it, then, uh, so many of these things eventually get used.
1: Yes. My apologies um, for the typo on the next bullet point. It's psycho.
0: Psycho. Okay.
1: Or in uh, in the uh, the dub, her name was changed to Rico. So
0: the reason I'm laughing is just because I instantly thought of uh, Friends, where they see the commercial where Joey's. <laughs> Doing the commercial for Japanese men's lipstick Ichiban at the end. Ichiban lipstick for men. It's Saiko <laughs> uh,
1: but no, I trust me. I listened to that movie subtitled very closely, and that is actually how she pronounces the name. And I think that's why they changed it because <laughs> it sounds like a terrible pun in
0: English. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Psycho, aka Rico. Uh, is in this but she isn't a jungle girl She is the daughter of a scientist Who creates the weather control device uh, So
1: the character island did carry over Pardon? I was just saying so a character did carry over Right <laughs> Now that's um, sort of in the final movie Because she was uh, they, they She's a jungle girl But she's not a an island native She was actually Japanese And her father and her were there When she was little and her father, right. died. she's been surviving on the island for 10 years.
0: Right. Sorry, I'm just closing the door a little bit. That's okay. Uh, okay. Um, right, sorry, I'm just picking up where I left off. Um, okay, so the island is evacuated halfway into the movie because of a volcanic eruption, moving the action to Tokyo, where the weather control device is used. To neutralize the monsters with a tsunami. Um, the budget on this, like, reading, as I'm reading this, I'm like, I can think of many reasons so far why this ain't. Yeah, probably. Ain't but
1: something like that does happen in the movie because the weather control device does get used, but instead of it being a tsunami, it makes it snow on the island. So, <laughs> so basically, Godzilla and Manila <laughs> go into hibernation
0: right right um so then godzilla jr is a more serious monster compared to manila godzilla is the antagonist the game though um
1: because at this point he was uh, making his transition to being the hero
0: right they made him more antagonistic in this right and i'm also on the record of being much more of a fan of junior than manila um not the shade on Manila. <laughs> I connect. I, I, hey, 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 Junior I, more. Junior
1: and Manila get along fine on the island, just saying. Good, good, good. Kind um, of three brothers. <laughs> from, yeah.
0: from different eras. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, it's a little right,
0: confusing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a scene where the scientists climb on rocks only to discover it's Godzilla. Godzilla's dorsal plates you know what that sounds like a really cool scene
1: (laughs) well you kind of got it in Godzilla vs Megaguirus
0: that's fair And uh,
1: there's a scene in a Godzilla novel from the 90s by Mark Saraceni where that happens sort of
0: and it immediately made me think of uh, the unmade American Godzilla movie before the 1998 one but then also the early parts of 2014's Godzilla where it's they're not in Godzilla but they're in the are they in, like they're in the dead Muto or the dead one of All the
1: early on they find a they find a hollowed out husk yeah the yeah. idea being that there was a creature inside there that was killed by the Muto because they're parasites right yeah and then I guess the idea was that the uh, that it kind of incubated there for a while and it got loose
0: right so this was scrapped due to too oh, many. No, I oh no, you forgot! Forgot a, you got forgot a point. Oh right, yes. An early scene had Godzilla and Junior hunting clams, big so, old clams, and eating them. Sounds thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be like I I, I shouldn't I shouldn't poo poo on it. Um, this this was scrapped due to too many underwater scenes, which were especially at the time, difficult to film. Yeah, and the last of a monster learned, versus...
1: They learned some hard lessons with Eber, a Horror of the Deep, Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Those were difficult to do.
0: Um, and the lack of a monster versus monster climax, which, especially at the time, I can understand. Because, um, well, by that point, it was Godzilla. Like, the Heisei era gets nicknamed the versus era hey say he says i knew it i knew it as soon as i said <laughs> that, i was like i'm gonna get it from jimmy jimmy i'm sorry i got it right earlier Drop <laughs> dropped the ball here <laughs> i i am not my producer's keeper i'm just saying my bad jimmy my bad <laughs> uh, apologies um yeah so at that point like you're not going to get a a non-monstery ending so i i understand it but there's I w- I'm not the biggest fan of Son of God. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah. It, but there's there's parts of this where I'm like, you know what? I This is one where I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Comic book form. Like yeah. a comic or... Uh, I don't know if I'd want it in... Like, because I love the comic book medium, but there's somewhere I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this would necessarily work as an anime, but a comic... I think a comic would capture this really yeah, well. Real.
1: That is the perfect transition to our next one. Comic.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, I almost it, want it, to it. give this one to you. I almost do, but I'll do it. I'll keep All going. Right, right, right. But this might be at least nowadays. I mean, Pride <laughs> Of Godzilla is a really well-known one, but this might be the be- the most popular one. Oh yeah. On this whole list now. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. that is yes. People. This almost existed. Batman meets Godzilla. <laughs> and to make it even better, it was developed by the team that made Batman 66 and would have featured the Adam West Batman. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep.
1: Also, Robin and Batgirl and Commissioner Gordon. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they would have lifted the, uh, the restrictions they had on Batgirl not being able to really kick. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Japanese aren't going to care. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that it was actually a,
1: probably would have been an American film, but <laughs>
0: that, that was the restriction I learned about. They're like, no, you got to make Batgirl very, very feminine and you can't have her kick or punch like Batman and Robin do. So it's gotta be these light little kicks. And I'm like, really?
1: Oh my gosh. 1960s TV censorship is silly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> there's a bit of a complicated backstory to this thing. There is, there has been a 38-page script by Sekizawa, but no one knows if he for sure wrote it. It would have been written two months before the show premiered, although some people say. It could have been known by the people at Toho. And for what I understand, when the show got imported to Japan, it was popular.
0: Uh, well, that one, what, that show was in, incredibly popular world over. Like as it much as five minutes, <laughs> like as much as like, I don't it, love hates the wrong word, but. For a while because I'm like, that's and I still have some bones with it, because as much as I, I dig it for what it was, but that's still like that's still what people think of when they think of Robin. Yeah, I'm like, no, except, Robin's such a great character. Except it's not the show's fault that it's actually true to the comics
1: as it's, they were at that moment. Okay, there's a whole slew of other reasons why that show the was the way it was that we are not gonna get into because you know, this I, is not-
0: I can't I can't I can't fully blame the show, but it's like like, Super Friends. Super Friends was a terrible show, but how long did it take for Aquaman to get out of the stupid Super Friends?
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway. Anyway. The, the primary source for this thing is actually a treatment by a producer on the mm-hmm. Batman 66 show, William Dozer. Mm-hmm. So, William Dozer. There you go. So, you know, and there's some discrepancies between the Dozer treatment and the so-called Sekizawa script. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know but basically those are the two primary sources for this. It does not believe it or not, it does not involve any of Batman's Rogues Gallery. It involves a new villain whose name is
0: Klaus Finster. But, <laughs> I love that name automatically. Of my it, it is a good dude. name. I can't think of a... and Klaus. I'm trying to rack my brain to Nine. think of like what's Sounds in any very movie I've ever seen has there been a good uh, a good guy named Klaus? <laughs> I
1: can't <laughs> think of one. <laughs> Which is funny because I have a friend who is now his whole family actually is now in New Game doing work with Wycliffe Bible translators, and his last name is Klaus, with a K. <laughs> and he told me for years he wanted to be able to name a son Klaus with a C, just so there could be a Klaus Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> his wife said
0: no. Probably for the best. Child. <laughs> Probably for the best.
1: But anyway, so Klaus Finster has a weather control device. And he also controls Godzilla, who is mentioned to have last battled Kong. (laughs) Commissioner Gordon, Batgirl, Batman and Robin are all in it. Like I said, they defeat Godzilla by distracting the lonely Kaiju with a quote unquote Godzilla mating call (laughs) and a quote unquote dynamite blow to the head after climbing him. This is Batman does this before shooting Godzilla into space in a rock, <laughs> so I'm guessing someone just saw the first camera up and then the board of directors saw this and said hey why don't we put that in this Nate guy's uh, contract then in case he violates and we shoot him into space Probably seen by Joel Hodgson and all the guys at MST3K, because that's exactly what happens
2: in MST3K. That's so good. (laughs) Anyway,
1: uh, there are lots of crazy set pieces, like Batman and Robin fighting subos on a train, right? Running naked through a bathhouse, but still wearing (laughs) the cowls to honor tradition. Yes, Jimmy, you told that story already. Yeah, you did that once. (laughs) And Bruce and Dick fighting samurai kabuki actors. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Batman gets infatuated with... Wait, no, excuse me, I'm going to back this up. That note is incorrect. That it's not Batman, it's supposed to be Godzilla, so you can cut all of this out. Godzilla gets infatuated with Batgirl at one point, and Batman deduces that he appears once every five years to find a mate. One ending even had them defeat Godzilla by making a giant female robot Godzilla, who is carried off into the sea by Big G. (laughs) What? Apparently they also read the Bride of Godzilla script.
0: <laughs> I think it's just the 60s where the solution was space and sex.
1: <laughs> oh, you like this? Okay, fine, Jimmy. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Thankfully, you, you tend to solve things with space.
2: <laughs>
1: just uh, The last scene has... Batman, Robin, Bruce, and Dick, yes, you read that correctly, Mm -hmm. all at a baseball game, but the last two have contracted laryngitis. They're revealed later to be robot doubles. (laughs) This sounds... Actually, I think that's been done on occasion in the comics uh, for Batman and Superman, I think. (laughs)
0: All right, this is the (laughs) this is bonkers. (laughs)
1: Just when you thought Brian Godzilla was
0: nuts. This is a different kind of bonkers. Yeah.
1: So it was here's the crazy thing. It was scrapped because interest in the Batman show was waning at this point. Although some people think that this may have eventually led to the movie that was made as a tie in to the show.
0: I haven't read about that, and I've read a lot about...
1: They think it might. They might have just because they were like, hey, we need to make a movie. Oh, what's what's one idea we have for a movie? How about we have Batman fight Godzilla? Ooh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's not going to happen? Okay, we'll do something else. You know, that's sort of a thing.
0: (laughs) Uh, However... Some days you can't get rid of a bomb.
1: (laughs) No, you can't. Unless you have bat spray shark repellent. Yep. However, this does exist. It does. It's a fan comic. <laughs> and I have interviewed the creator on my show. We live
0: in a golden age. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, the first two issues are out, and issue three will be out this summer. Nice, nice. And some of those set pieces are in the comic. There nice. is, a, They do fight sumos on a train. Now they do change some things and expand on some things. It's they they dropped you might be disappointed they dropped Klaus Finster. Oh they, man. They, but they used an actual Batman villain who was not okay, on okay. the show, but they kind of did their own little in you know, like Batman 66 interpretation of him. They replaced him with Hugo Strange.
0: I was gonna guess that it was Hugo Strange. I was like, place it was with Hugo Ronaldo Strange. That would have been all about control Hugo <laughs> Hugo but he was never on the show so. no, no, he wasn't yeah,
1: that, that, so the they have so it's like a batman sixty six interpretation of him, and it hasn't quite been revealed yet, but like I said, I interviewed the creator and if you haven't heard that episode, you should go listen to it, Mr. Cook <laughs> <I will>. uh, <laughs> They uh, he is in cahoots in the comic with Red Bamboo, the terrorist from Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one I want.
2: <laughs> like, it exists. I
1: got, I, it exists. You, 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 go on the go on the website. You can read all. You can read the uh, the first two issues for free.
0: Oh, I was gonna say like keep up the amazing fan fan comic. I I went on the website. I didn't get the chance to read it. Um, but I did see it, and I was like, I'm hidden for it, Uh, but this is also something I'd love to see in animated form, although now
1: uh, yeah, without Adam West, it's not going to be the same
0: exactly, I was going to say those those other two
1: Batman 66 inspired movies were were very fun, but it's because they still had Adam West
0: yeah, they were were incredibly bonkers
1: Um, oh yeah, Shatner's Two-Face, baby (laughs) <laughs> that made me happy because I'm worked. gonna be honest with you, Shatner could have done Two Face back in the '60s. <laughs> it would have
0: been great. Shatner is Shatner is so underrated for his comedy. Like his comedic his comedic chops like are just outstanding. Uh, he almost if doesn't fully steal the show in Airplane Two, um, if he doesn't fully steal the show, he he makes every moment of his limited screen time just outstanding.
1: I have seen that man rap Shakespeare. Because <laughs> of course he did. Watch he, watch the movie Free Enterprise. He raps Shakespeare.
0: Because he is William he, also tell,
1: he also tells one of his fans, while he's being bullied, because he's so he's, in a, he's an illusion. It's the, it's mm-hmm. in the kid's imagination. He's getting beat up for showing up at school wearing a Starfleet uniform from uh, from TOS. And, well, no, he's getting beat up, and it's partly because he was wearing that. And then Shatner's like, "What are you doing, kid? This isn't worth it. It's just a TV show." Okay, fine. Why did why is the kid beating you up? He said he said Han Solo could kick Captain Kirk uh, could beat Captain Kirk in a fight. And then Shatner has this really long pause, <laughs> and he looks at him and he says, "Go kick his butt." <laughs> I'm censoring it for the kids, but that's basically what he says. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry us on because we got a lot to go through. Uh, yes. To go through, we're on a time crunch. <laughs> uh, so the next is Lost Filmation Godzilla series and movies. So these yeah, were uh, just with temp- give
1: a little bit of uh, a little bit of background a uh, filmmation was involved with making the King Kong show. Oh no, excuse me. That would have been ranking a bass, but they were yeah. an animation studio.
0: Right. Um, so it was failed attempts at making animated spinoffs for destroy all monsters no,
1: after destroy uh, all monsters,
0: after destroy all monsters. Sorry. Um, their model would have seen the King Kong show.
1: Would have, or been. Would have
0: been the King. Con- I just can't read or words. Um, <laughs> This well, that's, been- because, that's because
1: you're Canadian and you say things wrong. But- oh sir. <laughs> sure.
0: It's been, not been. Listen, <laughs> like, I'm listen. the dirty dirty American, okay? cuz y'all are traitors to the crown and for some reason don't measure like go by miles and do use the metric. Hey. <laughs> hey.
1: You're not part of uh, the British Empire anymore either. It just took you longer. <laughs>
0: we still honor and (laughs) (laughs) we have universal health (laughs) care. (laughs) Anyways. You're not going to lose your house going to the hospital.
1: (laughs) This is the most political I've gotten on a podcast in a while. (laughs) And I'm not even the one bringing it up. (laughs)
0: Anyways. um. (laughs) But yes, you've established (laughs)
1: before you enunciate like a Brit It's okay
0: (laughs) This would have been a series and two compilation movies Um, It was scrapped because Latitude Zero underperformed And Toho rushed All Monsters Attack, a.k.a. Godzilla's Revenge To have a New Year's movie Um, And you added that uh, John LeMay theorizes that some elements might might be in that film Like Manila's size changing Mm Mm-hmm
1: because there's uh, some stuff kind of like that, apparently, and some of the ideas they were kicking around for these.
0: And but it, so, is that, you know
1: how there are animes that will do compilation movies where they take they take either whole episodes or excerpts from episodes and kind of edit them together into a movie? That's basically what this would have been. It would have been a TV show, and then they would have edited together some movies and put them out in theaters.
0: So it would have been a cartoon version of Gamera Super Monster. <laughs>
1: do reminds me i'm still stuck in the year of
2: camera <laughs> not looking forward
0: to that one <laughs> um it's uh, yeah i don't want to park here too long but i'll say like so far uh and i'll, I'll to give it i gotta give it another shot i i do i wasn't that infatuated or thrilled with the uh, Godzilla anime trilogy um, but I've, I've heard better things so I do want to give it another shot um,
1: listen to my episode on it you <laughs> might have a deeper appreciation
0: I have I've listened to your episode I've also listened to Bex's episodes um, which oh, we were, those
1: on. <laughs> were great we were that was those were the nicest podcast episodes I heard on that trilogy this <laughs> is all we all liked it on that show and we were very nice to it and more people yeah. need to be nice to the anime trilogy
0: <laughs> well that's the thing i'm not i'm not trying to bag on it at, at, at times i'll be like something's bad and then i'll be like you know what it just didn't connect with me it might just, it just might not have been for me um
1: there are no bad godzilla movies there are just ones
0: you don't like <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know if i go that far. (laughs) It's a monster
1: that some people have floated around in the fandom, and I kind of like it.
0: I I like it. I'll agree with it for the most part. I just don't know if uh, I'd ever be like, Godzilla's revenge.
1: (laughs) Watch it in Japanese. It is so much
0: better. That's fair. That's fair.
1: It is so Um, much better, and if you know the context, the cultural context for it, it enhances it quite a bit. And honestly, I have a justification for the stock footage, but that's an episode
0: for another time. (laughs) That's another episode. Um, So far, the only thing I'd say that's been Godzilla in a cartoon or animated form that I thoroughly and continually enjoy is that that late 90s series based off of. The terrible Godzilla 1998 Yeah, film.
1: which we'll talk about a little bit because we got one of those coming up.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. And that, that's actually, we'll get to it, but that's one I'd, I'd be we'll, down We'll save it, it, it
1: for when we get will, to it. Will, All right, will, will, so. especially since we're getting to, spoiler warning, this is one I really, really want to ha- see exist at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't care how it exists. I want it to exist. The title doesn't sound all that interesting, but if you get once you get into even just a handful of details I have here about it, it is amazing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Godzilla versus the space monsters. This is one of two dueling drafts of a script that eventually became Godzilla versus Gigan, which is. Not my favorite Godzilla film. It's high on my list, but it is the one I will champion the most because it is one of, in my opinion, one of the most underestimated movies in the entire mm-hmm. franchise. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one this one was written by Kimura and does have similarities to Sekizawa's draft, which was called The Return of King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And it was Sekizawa's that was ultimately chosen. They went with his script, and then he made some modifications to it. Took some of Kamura's ideas and put them in there, which is why I am shocked he didn't. Kamura didn't get a screenwriter credit on this, and I think that's ultimately what made Kimura just quit the screenwriting business because he basically disappeared after this. Yeah. So I think he's like fine you're not going to use my script. You're not even going to give me credit because the other guy took some of my stuff. Screw you. And yeah, cause Kimura hated Toho. <laughs> he, it's like, you're a job, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's a whole to do. I, Danny demand and I did a presentation on Sekizawa and Kimura at G fest. It's on my podcast, YouTube channel. Go nice. watch it. All right. Nice. So this script Featured a monster called Majin Tuol, who was like Daimajin. You you probably haven't seen Daimajin, the Daimajin trilogy from Mm Daiei. I did some episodes on it last summer. Yes, Jimmy, you got beat up by Daimajin. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah, those are a feudal, those are movies set in feudal Japan, and Daimajin is a statue that comes to life. Right. Okay. So we also have quote unquote Megalon. (laughs) The only but the only details we have about Megalon (laughs) uh, is that he has eyes on the ends of antennae. That's it. And the main villain of this movie is an evil alien brain. Yes. I just said that, named Miko, and he tries to conquer the world using TV propaganda. He even says at one point he does not want to cause damage like Godzilla and Angeris, because they are in the script, do while fighting the other monsters. So he tries to turn humanity against Godzilla and Angeris. And he sends human emissaries out to spread his message. And at the end of the movie, he uses Ghidorah as his chariot. And this is the moment that he reveals that he is, in fact, a disembodied alien brain.
0: Poor Ghidorah, man. Poor Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> Always being jockeyed by people. Yes. Always being brain-controlled.
1: Yes. Geigen is in this. He appears while destroying satellites, which interestingly was a concept used by Mark Saracini in his books in the nineties. And obviously, like I said, Angerus is in it. The main characters are an inventor, a pilot, and two stewardesses, flight stewardesses, one of whom is an evil android. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and it takes place in Science Land, which is not an amusement park like in the final film, but a research facility. And interestingly, the name Miko is used at, for an alien in the video game Super Godzilla on the Super Nintendo. Yep. And if it isn't obvious already, the reason this didn't get made is because it would be way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to exist yes. so much. Yeah. Give me an I mean, animated the version. Concept, of the, concept, the whole concept, it's like, it's its a very pulpy story with a lot of social commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have loved to see this. It's especially interesting when you know that Takeshi Kamura was a card-carrying communist. So the idea <laughs> of him writing about an alien brain using propaganda to take
0: over the world bonkers i i I want this so bad we live in a we live in an age where like content is just constantly being made do it just give this an animated form and also um
1: i can't i had to be brief with these notes but uh, John's details over what the characters and such do. This sounds like these characters would have been really fun as they're running around trying to do stuff to deal with all of this. So I'm um, just, and you it's know, just like the ridiculous number of monsters and just, Oh my gosh. I just, ah, now, now there is a kind of a dime Machine pastiche that does make it into some Godzilla related media, which was actually during the dark horse comics there is a one-off issue that has a giant statue, a samurai statue that comes to life and fights Godzilla. I forget what its name was. I think it's like Gakito Jin or something like that. So, something like Majin Tuol does show up eventually.
0: (laughs) Always with the Majin. Um... (laughs) We've got so many more. We gotta, we're gotta. we yeah. going to pick up the pace. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. All right, <laughs> so with this title. <laughs> this one is uh, the run-on sentence, the movie. Uh, Godzilla, Red Moon, Erebus, Hathlon, No Man's Land of the Monsters, a.k.a. Godzilla versus Red Moon. Um, in Okinawa, Godzilla fights the angry parents, one from space, one from Earth, of a baby monster killed by evil entrepreneurs. They want Erebus because her blood has miraculous property.
1: Yeah, Erebus is the mom. <laughs>
0: Gosh. It may have involved uh, Subaraya. All right, Subaraya Productions, who took the concepts and made Daigero versus Goliath to celebrate their tenth anniversary in 1972.
1: Yeah, Subaraya so, Productions, for those who don't know, was founded by Ag Subaraya who was the big special effects guy at Toho for the, in the fifties and sixties. Uh, he unfortunately died in 1969 and they are the studio that makes Ultraman.
0: Is getting a shin treatment coming up, yep. <laughs> but that's a different episode for a different time. <laughs> yes. But I'm uh, just letting
1: everybody know that's what this is. So this would have been an interesting collaboration.
0: It would have been. Yeah. And Ultraman's huge in Japan, huge Ultraman's an uh, institution. <laughs> <laughs> um, some reports claim that the son of Godzilla suit was to be used, and, and I call has, that
1: I call that thing Frogzilla because it is <laughs> the
0: ugliest Godzilla suit ever. <laughs> oh, but uh, now when you say Frogzilla, you're making me think of like Throg when they made <laughs> Thor into a frog in the comics, oh, and it weirdly mind. worked. Uh, now I'm just picture like picture uh, a frog, but with Godzilla's tail and the dorsal fins and <laughs> atomic breakfast fan artists <laughs> exactly um so it was more in common with gamera versus baragon because it's more about the new the new monsters than the hero monster um it's learned uh, Barugan. <laughs> Barugan. Um it's learned that smog weakens red moon so tokyo is encouraged to pollute more uh, yeah, red that moon would is, not fly uh, today, moon,
1: today. Oh, so erebus is the mom is the mommy kaiju and red moon is the daddy kaiju
0: that would definitely and not Hal fly today.
1: and how fun is the baby
0: oh my gosh um it's learned oh wait i read that part so it's rumored to have a love oh my gosh it's rumored rumored to have a love scene between red moon and erebus but all that happens is they stare at each other, nuzzle, leave, and the baby shows up later. I'm kind of automatically <laughs> glad right now this movie didn't get made because the furries would have a field day and you oh, wouldn't wait. be able to escape wait. this fan art. Like, it would peep in everywhere. Wait, uh,
1: you must be corrected. They're, they would be scalies. That is the actual. Scalies. One.
0: All this right, is, my apologies. My apologies. And, listener, uh, just trust that there's people who are into in every way things that we're not ever going to talk about on this podcast. So don't Google that. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> or if you Google it, make sure the safe search is on. But don't do it. Do yourself. That yeah.
1: Favor. Um but so basically so all of that happens but Godzilla doesn't show up until the end. <laughs> naturally. The end, he just shows up at the end, basically. And,
0: um And John LeMay theorizes that it wasn't made due to the ambiguous natures of the monsters. That, and I can think of many other reasons.
1: Well, yeah, but but because the opponents in that one really aren't evil. They're not bad. They're just like, we're just doing our thing.
0: So... (laughs) All right, let's carry on.
1: Yes. So now we have... And this is you'll notice that there's a lot of themes in this because we just mentioned that it, that one would have started in Okinawa. Well, we have another one in Okinawa. So here's another <laughs> pattern that we see going on. This is the early 70s. You have to remember. Monsters Okinawa on Okinawa. Showdown at Cape Zanpa. Godzilla, Mothra and Anguirus battle a giant robot named Garugan made by evil aliens. It's basically the first
0: draft of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've seen this one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it was pitched by Sekizawa and written by Masumi Fuku- uh, Fukushima, a uh, science fiction writer who helped with Matongo. It was set in Okinawa because those islands had just been returned to Japan, and a 1975 World's Fair called the Okinawa Ocean Expo would take place there. So Okinawa was big at this point. Yeah, Hence why... Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla in 1974 is set in Okinawa. <laughs> the main characters are introduced on a TV show and include a journalist with a secret sword, which is basically the MacGuffin, and Nami, who is a character in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, but she is much more ur- uh, she is a much more urbanized Okinawan dancer in this one, as opposed huh. to the priestess in the final film. Right. And she has a much reduced role compared to what she would have had in this. The alien villains masquerade as a corporation and want to. This is great. They're not trying. This is okay. This is straight out of Hitchhiker's Guide. Because these aliens are not trying to conquer the planet because they're like, you have a resource we want. Or we need a new planet. No, 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 no. They're trying to conquer Earth so they can auction it off to the highest bidder. And the Nebulins, the cockroach aliens from Gigan, are mentioned as potential buyers. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: I love this idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it, throughout the script, it has some James Bond-style set pieces. Because, again, that was big at the time. And there's some of that in Godzilla 74. Godzilla barely appears in it, making Anguirus and Mothra the real stars. You see more of them going around doing stuff. Godzilla only appears, I think, like three times, maybe.
0: (laughs) They should have started the whole world of Godzilla thing a lot earlier (laughs) then this could happen. (laughs) But here's what's kind of nuts.
1: Mothra has no Shobajin in this and acts a bit more violent than
0: usual. The seeds for Batra were planted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. uh,
1: then uh Tomyuki Tanaka put the kibosh on this because he thought Garugan, Garugan, however you want to say it, was uh too generic. <laughs> and then we got Godzilla's robot double.
0: <laughs> Which I dig that one <laughs> as I'm going through this, it's like, well, the better choice was made. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I'm gonna move a Alright,
1: yeah, Jimmy, I think you might want to minimize the interruptions from here on out. Just saying. <laughs>
0: yep, yeah, we got a bunch of pages and I'm running we're running low on time. Um Let's do it. Oh, so, Pardon? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, all right. So next one is counter Counterattack and Godzilla versus Gizara. Is this one title? This is- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so oh okay. These were two proposed Godzilla films from Godzilla vs. Hedorah director Yoshimitsu Bano. Um, oh. The first would have been a rematch between the smog monster and Godzilla in Africa, and the second would have been Godzilla fighting a giant alien starfish spawned by pollution in Okinawa, also featuring the Okinawa Expo. The later was nicknamed Godzilla vs. Hitoda by fans. Um yeah, so uh,
1: Godzilla versus Starro,
0: apparently. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> or um, uh, somebody
1: just saw a message from space. One of the <laughs> uh,
0: Bono compared it to ET because it featured underground aliens. Um, it was deemed too outlandish and expensive, and the former is the inspiration from the, for another source audio drama.
1: Yeah, the uh, the counterattack. So I forget what they called. I think they called it something like Godzilla versus Hedorah 2 or something
0: like that. And but yeah, Hedorah's got a lot of love, so it would have been.
1: And, and he's hardly appeared in anything. But let me tell you, as we go through this list, you will see. You know, Yoshimitsu Bono's like, I made one Godzilla movie, and I love it, and I'm just gonna keep doing stuff with that. So, <laughs> so
0: yeah, let's keep going I, back to that. Well, he was oh, a little okay.
1: obsessed with the rematch for it decades. Might, it,
0: World of Godzilla might be the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're wanting to do what? Like a movie a year or two? A movie every two years? gotta hit these Angerist is gonna get his time to shine baby
1: <laughs> he was also as you could tell very very obsessed with environmentalism because that's yeah. that is every every time he appears on this it's all about environmentalism my gosh
0: and i really hope we get batra back anyways what's going on? <laughs> yeah.
1: and now we come to another one of my favorites yeah the title sounds ridiculous
0: but i love it <laughs> Dude, this title cool. makes me. I'd be like, you get my money off the bat right now. Just from I don't the, have to see anything just for the title alone.
1: Okay, yeah. the title, which is Japan's SOS Godzilla's suicide strategy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta love those uh, those Japanese titles. So oh, Godzilla yeah, yeah. battles an invisible robot monster, Chameleon, who is made of special metal, making Space the titanium. Human- <laughs> Indeed, Jimmy. Maybe you should build this thing. No <laughs> one would know you ever built it. You could just tell people he's in your garage, and no one would know. <laughs> 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 um Making the humans think. Uh, so Godzilla fights this thing, and it makes the humans believe that Godzilla is no longer the good guy. He's no longer the hero. He's turned on him. That's one You're of not. the. I love this. He then battles Cameliagon and Geigen. While blind, I will explain that a little bit more as we go. It never got beyond some log lines and a three page treatment by Hiroyasu Yamara all right the so here's some of the things that happened in this movie: Aliens invade the prime minister's house and demand he sell them land in Japan. The Mysterians, anyone seriously the prime minister laughs it off and someone later suggests it was a terrorist disguised as an alien. I love this idea. (laughs) I would actually prefer that it really was just terrorists pretending to be aliens. That would have been so interesting. The main characters are a reporter, a photographer, a scientist, and a pilot. The reporter, here's what's a little bit different though. The reporter is a woman and her photographer is a man and Emmy, the reporter, is in a Godzilla 54-style love triangle with the scientist and the pilot. Naturally. (laughs) So there's great drama for you right there. (laughs) Geigen is mysteriously resurrected because he died in Zone Fighter, which was an Ultraman-style TV show that uh, Toho was producing at the time that actually had uh, Godzilla and King Ghidorah show up in it. Oh, snap, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Good luck finding it, though. <laughs> it's never been released.
0: In that archive. I'll see if it's yeah. there.
1: Um, and can now... Now, Gigan has a new superpower. He can make
0: hurricanes. The go-to of the flying kaiju.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Camellia Gone is said to have a giant rotating saw.
0: That's something that Gigan has.
1: <laughs> well, on his belly.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Some sources say... Godzilla can see Chameleon because he's a tetrachromat, which is a real thing, by the way. Okay. It's a real thing in nature. He can see more, he, uh, he has more light receptors, so he can see a broader range of light. But the treatment says that the robot alerts Godzilla to its presence using sonar. I mm-hmm. think Godzilla being a tetrachromat would be a little more interesting. Yeah. So here's the part that just that sells me on this. I mean, there's already some interesting stuff in here, but this is the part that sells me on this concept. And I want this to exist so bad. Godzilla fights Camellia So besides the fact that they, you know, the th- humans think he turned on him. The humans, because they think he turned on him, hit Godzilla in the face with a chemical weapon missile that blinds him. The aliens rejoice that they've made Godzilla public enemy number one at this point. And then, like I said, Godzilla has to fight both Camelia Gon and Gigan at the end of the movie while blind. So he's basically Zatoichi. And if you don't know who Zatoichi is, Zatoichi is a Japanese film character. He's almost like a James Bond because he's been in a gazillion movies since the 60s. And he's a blind swordsman. I didn't know about him. (laughs) There you go. There's a whole bunch. There's like I said, there's like about as many Zatoichi movies as there are Bond movies. And apparently Godzilla is fighting them using sound. That's all that the script says. That's all the treatment I should say says. I like that. Want this to exist. Yeah. So much. Because of the whole idea of playing on the concept of, of, you know, uh, Godzilla, Turning on the humans and they don't trust him anymore, so they're paying attention to continuity, and then he has to he has to fight while blind at the end. And it's just so interesting. I want to see this. I really, really want to see this. And you know what's brilliant about it? I'm amazed that they didn't think that this could work because they wouldn't have had to build another suit technically. <laughs> because Camellia Gong's inv- is invisible. Exactly. <laughs> and they could have just recycled the Geigen suit.
0: <laughs> Why didn't this get made? <laughs> it's I something don't that, know. It's something that should. Um, <laughs> and it's also something where a little bit of it we got in Mechagodzilla. Like that, that That's the thing.
1: No one is quite sure when this was put together. Yeah. None of the sources for it have dates on it. So they don't know if it... Made before Mechagodzilla Which means some of it found their way into that movie If it was made afterward So they were just recycling some stuff
0: Uh, So then (laughs) uh, Next up we have The Godzilla revival meeting Of 1978 So just to provide some context uh, Listeners At this point Godzilla was on hiatus Um, Terror of Mechagodzilla Was his swan song um it wasn't officially like canceled or anything like that but uh japanese cinema was on a bit of rough times financially like across the board and as much as by this point in the godzilla films they were being made as cheaply as possible that's not an insult cuz like terror of mecha godzilla is it's a very underrated um underrated Godzilla movie. I actually watched it recently. I was like, man, this is a great note for this era to go out on.
2: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, it was actually my first Godzilla film and remains one of my favorites to this day.
0: To me, in a lot of ways, it feels like it's got some of that darker edge that the the Heisei era does. And it's out of all the out of all the, the shawa, shawa, shawa I know Jimmy corrected me earlier, so I'm just covering my bases. <laughs> <laughs> uh out of all those other ones this is to me the one that captures that that kind of darker tone that the original had like it's not quite there it's it, no it's, they're very different films yeah but and there's a it's, lot it's, of things
1: in terror that brings it full circle exactly because you, know, you have akihiko harada playing a scientist again but now th- but this scientist is the villain and, yeah. and uh, he dies at the end, spoiler warning. And, you know, there's there's a lot of thematic things that come back in yeah. terror
0: and ter- like terror is uh, to me, it's it's a great one. Um, but it's it's just to provide that context. So that ended in uh, 75, 75, five. OK, Seventy
1: five. Right. But Tomoyuki Tanaka wanted to bring Godzilla back at some point. The initial plan was to put Godzilla out to pasture for 10 years or so then they would yeah. try, but Tanaka something, in the meantime was trying to get more ideas for movies
0: and it's something that and that's a that's a thing that toho does with godzilla repeatedly uh at they'll hit a point and they'll be like sorry <laughs> they'll hit a point and then they'll uh they'll be like you know what it's time to take a break and it's never fully like hey they're gone um but that's just uh to, to set this so because this is a list of several um one that we hinted at earlier um mm-hmm. that just never like never got there in in the interim between Terror of Mechagodzilla and what would eventually be Return of Godzilla or as released in America or North America in 1985 Godzilla returns um so these were stuff that were pitched in that gap so um this Produced unmade concepts including Godzilla versus the Devil. <laughs> you heard me right. Um, Godzilla versus Gargantua. The later was made into an audio drama by Kaijusaurus.
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, my notes will explain what that is in a second.
0: <laughs> um, so it was held by Tanaka with Bono and Ken Sunada from and
2: Tsunoda. Tsunoda. Tsunoda.
0: Um, and several outside critics. No one knows what exactly got, what exactly was discussed, but several unmade projects came from it, such as Godzilla, God's Angry Messenger. I dig that title a lot. <laughs> um, it had aliens create Godzilla. Don't like that part. And <laughs> aliens create Godzilla by experimenting on dinosaurs, uh, putting him in suspended animation, and he hatches from an egg. In present day, as the last judgment. Part of that I like, like the, Godzilla being this uh, like this sounds a little bit more like the force of nature aspect, and that I dig. Um, I, it
1: almost sounds like it's supposed to be like Godzilla is the embodiment of the wrath of God, like he's the specter or something.
0: <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting Gamera, um guardian of the universe vibes. A little bit, so <laughs> I, that one color me intrigued. Um, well,
1: <laughs> the thing is, is I think somebody was just like, "That's such a great idea," because there's a lot of projects I think that came out of this meeting, and to a small, to a lesser extent, some of the projects we're, we'll get into after this that were building yep. off of that concept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the next note has a uh, Ryan. Rio. Mit- <laughs> Ryu. And how no, Rio, last Rio, Me- I, I'm done, man. <laughs> Rio, uh, Mitsuse, Mitsuse, perfect. Rio Mitsuse, I got it. Uh, one draft where Godzilla and Nessie, yes, that's right. The Loch Ness monster, Nessie, uh, were created by aliens on Venus, of all <laughs> Calm down, Jimmy. Calm down. I know Venus triggers you, but that's okay. <laughs> and he admitted strange lights. Um, dinosaurs commit suicide upon hearing Godzilla roar. He also makes people in a village commit suicide. It has. It also has Godzilla interacting with people in Atlantis and King Nibrod and the Tower of Battle.
1: Yeah. So it's this really dark, dark film where Godzilla has apparently been appearing throughout the course of human history. Yeah. If people are basically anything living hears him, they kill themselves. (laughs) It is just what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's aspects of that I like, and then there's other aspects I don't. It, <laughs> and
1: I have a feeling some of that must have been Yoshimitsu Bano's influence because it reminds me a bit of Prophecies of Nostradamus, which he wrote and was the uh, second unit director on. Right. And that movie is banned, so have fun <laughs> <reading> it.
0: <laughs> well, and also, like, the emitting of strange lights, it's making me think of. Uh, 2019's King of the Monsters where it's that that kind of display where I'm like
1: intimidation display, at least that made
0: sense. Exactly. (laughs) Like that kind of thing that I enjoy. Or if it like if it wasn't the committing suicide part, but if it was the freaking out and causing them to behave abnormally, then that that I'm down for because it's like there's it's it's a strangely
1: Lovecraftian sort of idea
0: to be Yeah. It's well episodic and (laughs) Kubrick-esque.
1: Yeah, this sounds like a Stan, uh, like a Stanley Kubrick Godzilla movie. It really does.
0: Um, another draft starts in Stonehenge and features an all-consuming algae. Fuck. I understand why that one didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla versus algae. Uh, I don't think it was
1: versus algae. It was just another element of the story.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, this was supposedly shown to Henry G. Saperstein, who insi- who instead pitched Godzilla vs. the Devil, which had Godzilla fight Satan himself, which some think might have been Godzilla vs. Bagan. Bagan.
1: You're going to hear about that critter a lot coming yep. up. And, the uh, most famous Toho monster that never got made.
0: Yep. Yeah. World of Godzilla, man. His time shine. <laughs> um, next up, we got Godzilla versus Gargantua was apparently another Saperstein idea that was pitched. It would have been a sequel to War of the Gargantuas featuring Godzilla.
1: Which, again, was made into an audio drama by KaijuSaurus.
0: There we go. And then uh, Sekizawa cons- contributed with a treatment called The Anger of Godzilla that would have had him Resurrect, resurrected in the infamous Suicide Forest.
1: Yeah, uh, which Bex and I talked about in our episode on Rebirth of Mothra 3.
0: Yep, and that, and, that forest, that, and that forest has a lot of tragic history that unfortunately some mook on YouTube, who I refuse the name to not give him attention, did a disrespectful video in, so never mind that guy. He's apologized, and I hope it's genuine, but that forest has a lot of symbolism and a lot of tragedy, so it's a, it's a touchy thing to try to adapt. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it well. And I can understand that at that time, maybe not including it with Godzilla, that kind of makes sense. Um, and then <laughs> the final note we have here, and it's the note we're we're hopping out on because listener, there are so many of these things that we're not going to crunch it in one. Uh, that does a disservice. To you, it does a disservice to this material that was never made, and that's just utterly baffling, but also crazy interesting. Um, so we're going to do a part two coming soon. But this final one was <laughs> another pitch called The Godzilla, which, side tangent, how often is it now that we, when we get a reboot of something, it's the <laughs> <laughs> The Suicide Squad? (laughs) The Suicide Squad, or it's like, okay, it's a loose sequel, but, like, we're the good one, so it's The Suicide Squad, The Batman, The Wolverine, (laughs) like, so, The Godzilla, which doesn't roll off the tongue, um, would have somehow tied into Noah's Ark. (laughs)
2: What?
1: (laughs) Well...
0: Godzilla told Noah to have uh, two of every creature, so. Godzilla caused the. God used Godzilla to cause the flood. Caused the flood? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me if if Godzilla goes after after the ark and they have to fend him off. At the end of the movie, like the ark settled on Godzilla's dorsal fins, and that was the mountain they (laughs)
1: walked down godzilla takes the arc over to where it's supposed to be i mean oh my gosh there is so much that is both awesome and terrible about that all i know on time.
0: one hand i'm like never do this but on the other hand i'm like i kind of want to see this <laughs> like i just want to see where this was going yeah, maybe not, uh, maybe it's, not like, a full-
1: it's like one of those things i remember uh Linkara was uh yeah, said something like this when he was talking about a comic book that a list that one of his viewers told him to review just for this because <laughs> which basically involved the Greek God showing up at Jesus' crucifixion and then taunting him and then oh. Jesus jumped off the cross and proceeded to kick all their butts Oh no! <laughs> and Linkara said as a Christian I find this both terrible and awesome <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, and this I'd be like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not even a comic. Like, just I, I need more details. Give me more
1: details. <laughs> uh, there isn't a whole lot. There was a lot I'm of stuff interested. that came out of this, so
0: I'm interested and I kind of want to. Like, I want to know more. About I, I'm
1: that. trying to figure out just Godzilla fighting state I mean, there is a comic book series called Godzilla in Hell, but it's yeah. not quite this. But I don't know, but maybe Mephisto can say, "Hey, I'm going to, I don't know, take your son away because you don't have a wife." So okay. <laughs> oh,
0: Doggy. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. I was. Uh, we're wrapping up now. We're going to do a part two next week. No. That's me. Hello, Mrs. Cook. <laughs> Nathan says hi, hun. <laughs> all right um you do remember your wife's name because i'm terrible <laughs> okay okay all right so i think that's a that's a good point to wrap it uh luna is also desperate for play and i owe this puppy um so dear listener we will be back next week with part two where we're jumping into more recent of uh, the Maze. we're jumping into what's probably my my bias era of Godzilla, the the Heise era. That was my gateway, um, and it's my favorite Godzilla design. And anyways,
1: <laughs> yes, Jimmy, I'm not looking forward to trying to convince the canadian air force to let us fly that robot through here again so
0: <laughs> we'll we'll make a deal we'll make a deal yeah, our we'll air force deal. isn't that big our army isn't that big so it's like six <laughs> guys drinking some canada well, dry in a ice fishing with hockey sticks <laughs> yeah i
1: mean uh, <laughs> I mean, given the exchange rate, if any, if one of the airplanes in your Air Force crosses the U.S. border, it uh, it turns into, you know, like a drone or something, doesn't it?
0: I mean, <laughs> our, our, our soldiers are keepers of the peace, although when they do fight, they fight greatly. But that's a different topic for a different time. All right. So, uh, dear listener, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the episodes that Nathan plugged on here. And uh, we will also continue to be plugging next episode when we come back with part two of Godzilla Unmade. Godzilla Unmade. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoy, and God bless my friends. Take care.
1: (laughs) Sayonara. Peace.